Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 141. And me and my guy, Die Hard Knicks podcast, we talking about injuries. We talking about the win streak. We talking about Knicks winning overall. So pleased and blessed to have this team. Um, This team has come a long way. First six-game win streak since 2014. The longest win streak we've had since 2014. In 2014, we had an eight-game winning streak. And everybody, remember when Carmelo Anthony and those Knicks actually, towards the end of the season, I believe they ended the season on like a 16-game win streak and like two losses. Like, it, it it was crazy. Like, that 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 season was just so crazy. It was magical to watch. Um, they shot the most threes in the league. They was way ahead of their time. Like, it, 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 it was beautiful, man. Jason Kidd, she, Kurt Thomas, you, you know, Shump, Pablo. You know, it, it that was a fun team to watch, man. It, it was so fun to watch. And this Knicks team that we watching now, who's first in, in defense, you know, Opponents' points per game, you know, first in, in field goal percentage defense, first in three-point percentage defense. Tied, I believe we have the most games where we held opponents under 100 points. And the last time I looked at that stat, we was at 19. So hopefully that number is about 20, 21 now. And let's keep this going, man. Let's get to the playoffs. Every game is important right now. We're fighting with the Celtics. We're fighting with the Hawks. We must avoid the sixth seed because the sixth seed means that we face the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. And I don't want to do that. You know, I want to avoid the Bucks. So, you know, let's keep this going. Shout outs to Derrick Rose. Shout outs to Alec Burks. Get better. You know, shout outs to Nerlens Noel, the vet. Shout outs to Reggie Bullock, the vet. Taj Gibson, Tom Thibodeau, Kenny Payne. You know, Scott Perry, Leon Rose, James Dolan, you know, Yoshi, you know, you got, we got old Johnny O, you know, shout outs to Mike Woodson getting the job at Indiana. This is such a beautiful season. Julius Randle, Sky's been a monster. Appreciate you, King. Probably the biggest improvement I've ever seen from an NBA player from one season to the next. Has to be Julius Randle. You know, I, I, I said this before. He's proven me wrong. Last season, 19 points per game, uh, 9.7 rebounds per game, 3.1 assists, you know, 27% from three, 46% field goal percentage, 73% from the free throw line. This season, 24 points per game, 10, uh, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 46% from the field goal range, but 41% from three, 80% from the free throw line. This guy has been magical. He's turned from a guy I wanted to trade for Marvin Bagley, which is a stupid, horrible trade. And he's a guy that I'm considering, hey, man, you might have to pay him the money. You know, you might have to pay him the money. The dude this season has become an all-star, He's the most improved player of the year right now. Tibbs is coach of the year, by the way. And he's going to make an all-NBA team. And he's going to be 
and, and he's going to be in the playoffs for the first time in his career. You know, beautiful to watch this team. But enough of me talking. Let's get right into it, man. Me and my guy, Die Hard Knicks Podcast, episode 141. We spoke on the live the other day. Let's get to it. Peace, diehards. Welcome to the Diehardics Podcast. It's your boy, Eru, the Any Star. That's what we're doing, man. You can see in the bottom of the screen, you got the Knicks are streaking. We're on a six-game winning streak, man. What a game today. I did the um, halftime to crunch time today. I was blessed to have um, Andy with me. Andy's a crazy Knicks fan. He, um, you know, he's, he's in Poland. And, um, you know, his time, man, the game ended at, at 10. And that's on a 1 o'clock game, man, 10 p.m. I'm talking about. So he's a, he's a trooper, man. So we got another trooper today, man, as you saw in the thing. We got your man and my boy, freaking State of the New York Knicks podcast here, Mr. State. So we're just going to get into it right now, man. Without further ado, what's good, bro? Yo, my God. What's up, my guy? Chilling, chilling, man. When you call me, I answer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anytime, bro. Yeah, Anytime. man. I felt like it was the perfect day to talk Knicks, bro. It's the yeah. perfect day, bro. <laughs> yeah, you always got some shenanigans for me, too, man. So, so um, I guess we talk about the game, right? Did, did you um, did you see the whole game? Yes, I did. I um, I seen the first half of my crib, and then I had to go. I, I had to rewatch the game just now. Okay. Um, Derrick Rose, bro, <laughs> playing playing some great basketball, man. It is safe to say, and this is with no exaggeration. Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, and Reggie Bullock is saving the next season right now. It it it. It's, it's not – this is a statement that should not be under, understated. Um, we should not take this lightly. The vets is – I got to give it to the vets, yo. I'm sorry for slandering you guys. <laughs> and God knows that you be slandering the hell out of the vets, man. You've been doing that for, for a minute now. But, I mean, like the, the whole team, man, it just, just, uh, it's just a, um, it's an energy. The whole team has been playing really good. There's a lot of people talking badly about them from all angles, Knicks fans. Uh, you know, uh, even you know, outside entities and stuff like that. But uh, but outside with all the noise, man, the guys are still able to to come together and um and play basketball, man. And it's 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 great. It's great to see, you know. Yo, it's great to see. Shout out to Alec Burks too, bro. Because without him, we wouldn't even be here. Remember, he led the league at four quarter points in the month of March with like ninety four points. So yeah. shout out to Burks too. Yeah, he set the table for us, man, because um he still, he set the formula where Alfred starts, rolls, picks it up, and then um Burks finishes it. So that kind of lit lit um a fire on the rolls because now rolls, you know, that that's that's so important to get these these um you know, he's he's a former star, you know what I'm saying? But he's still got some got a lot of left in the tank. So I mean he has a switch that when when he's called upon to play to play well, he has that switch. So he um he stepped up, he said it in the in the post game that um when it, when it's time, you know, next man up, it's it's time to go, man. So he's the next man up. 
So he's definitely going to be the closer for us, you know, because we can't go to Alfred, man. So, you know, shout, you know, definitely, man. We, we're playing some great ball. It's just great, great stuff, man. So Derrick Rose off the bench, 23 points, 9 for 17, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, plus 22. Derrick Rose was so essential for, for quickly and Obi Toppin. For those two, they need Derrick Rose. And I think just for Thibodeau as a coach, like, you, you need a guy you could trust. I understand that, you know, people like me want the kids to play, bro. But he trusts uh, Derrick Rose. Uh, let me ask you a question. You going to ask the, the new plumber to fix the, the your, your plumbing in your crib, or you going to ask the dude you've been you've been talking to for years to fix your plumbing in the crib? You going to you going to talk to the dude you know who's best. So right. that you know I, I I'm loving Derrick Rose right now, bro. I, I'm loving Derrick Rose. Um, the Knicks I believe are 16 and seven with Derrick Rose, and we operate as a top five seed in the NBA with yep. him. Mm-hmm. I think I think right now that's where we are. We have fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, we're definitely fourth, fourth or fifth seed in, in in these playoffs, man. The way that we've been playing, you know, even, even though we lost those games early on, man. Those those games, you know, kind of made everybody go crazy. But this is who we are. We're gonna be going back and forth like that. But I think right now, at this key time towards the end of the season, um, winning games we're supposed to win. This this everything is happening right at the at the right time, man. So, you know, I, you know, I, I said this in the in the in the little halftime show that that I do. That um, you know, uh, nobody wants to see the Knicks in the playoffs, man. No, 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 no. You know, it's it's not for the simple fact that, that we're gonna come out, we're gonna demolish them. It's the simple fact that they're gonna be in a fight. Nobody wants it to be in a fight in the first round. They want their first round um matchup to be easy. Yeah. The Knicks ain't gonna be easy. Nah. And and you, the wrong team plays the Knicks in the first round and sleep is going to go home, and that is for sure. Matter of fact. To piggyback off of your point, now that the now that those numbers is in my brain, the Knicks is operating as net rating wise in the past month, they're the sixth best team in the NBA, uh, the second rated um defensive plus minus in the NBA, um in the month of March, and they're the 19th ranked offense in the NBA in the month of March. So it, it's beautiful to see. First of all. Shout-outs to Julius King Caesar Randall. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to let you say what you got to say. I don't, I'm don't. i speechless as to what I'm watching from this guy right now, dog. Yo, did you see what Jeff Van Gundy had to say about him during yes. the Celtics game? Yes. Definitely, definitely warranted, man. You know, he, he was he was kind of blanking out a little bit. But it's the truth. Like, a lot of times in, in these games, we don't give him enough credit. But Julius Randle literally is like the best player on the, on the court a lot of times in, the, in these games. You know, we, we just don't have a lot of offensive firepower amongst the, the squad, but we play tight. But, you know, like he's been doing a lot of mellow stuff, a lot of jab stuff. I don't like him spinning out of bounds. You know, we, um, he was he wasn't doing well when um when we were losing. But now with the streak, it seems like that's his office now. You know, he's just operating in that office, just like how Melo used to do. Bruh, he's I, he's top five in the NBA on on jump shots from the mid-range area in percentage. I believe he shoots about I, I believe he shoots 48% from mid, on mid-range jumpers this season. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle, <laughs> yo, this guy is amazing. Like, he's been so amazing. I can't even lie. First Nick with four straight 30-point games since Carmelo Anthony in 2014. And he's the first Nick with 30 points, 10 assists, five um, steals in a game since Nate Robinson in 2009. And we won six games in a row. 
Julius Randle also has scored 30 points in, in his fourth consecutive game, the first Knicks since Carmelo Anthony in February 2014. And let's be real. Uh, I, and I said this the other day. I don't know what platform I said this, but I'm going to say this again now to you. So I, so I won't feel crazy about what I'm about to say. Because this what I'm about to say is going to be crazy. Yeah. When it comes specifically for Julius Randle, diehard, and I want you to I want you to answer this question after I say this. I've never seen an NBA player in all my 31 years of watching basketball. I've never seen an NBA player take this type of leap from one season to the next. I'm talking about going from and I don't I didn't even like all his stats from last year. It was cool. 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists. But context, he was terrible last year. So most improved player, MVP ballot, All-NBA, and he's getting to the Knicks to the playoffs in the first time in seven years. Please name me a player have you ever seen had this type of leap from being absolute pathetic in one season to being what he is now. I can't put a finger on it, man. I can't put a finger on it. It's, it's a lot of history in the NBA. But, I mean, stuff like that would stick out to you, man. You know, um, you know. I, I can't really think of think of it. There's been teams that, that were bad as a team, you know, where, where like the next season they added a few guys and then they were able to, to play well. And guys that didn't play well the year before, you know, they, they were able to get it together because they just have a better crew around them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But the Knicks, we basically brought the same crew. And what made what's, what's making us better is the simple fact that Julius got better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he set the he's setting the table for everything that, that, that we do here, you know? So, I, I mean, I, the, it, that can't be overstated. Everything that you said, it can't be you know, you know, understated, you know what I'm saying? This, this guy, this guy is definitely um, putting, putting on a lot of work, man. He's, he's running, he's basically running point. The point guard gets the rebound. They pass it to Julius to bring the ball up to court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that, that's, that's all you can say right there. You know, he's, you know, I, I really would like, like um, Tom Thibodeau to figure out a way to, to let him coast a little bit because on uh, Randall, he's not only, um you know, playing well, he's actually high usage, man. He's doing, he's involved in almost every single play that we have. So I would I would like to see um you know him float a little bit to kind kind of um keep him fresh, and also like fourth quarters Tom Thibodeau I've been um getting on him in, in um in the in the uh, halftime to crunch time he has a hard time um you know uh, figuring out uh, minutes because I mean Julius Randle with ten minutes in the fourth quarter he's in the game and um, he doesn't come out <laughs> you know what I'm saying by the, by the time the fourth quarter comes uh, Julius Randle looks like a uh, looks like a like a heroin addict man <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it can't, it can't really, uh, you know, that's one thing I would like to, I wish Tom Tibble would figure out, but Julius Randle's not crying. You no. know, he's just, he's just stepping up and he's like a freaking warrior, man. I'm going to give you the Herm Edwards quote. You play to win the game. Yeah. I don't care. Listen, dog, we, I'm so far gone from the whole tanking stuff and that tanking garbage, that word, that monstrosity, blasphemous garbage. You play to win the game. I didn't complain not one time today about the minutes on um, down because <laughs> let, let's be real. You you want Obi Toppin to get more minutes, <laughs> or you or you want to win the game? Let's let's be honest. You want Kevin Knox out there, and I'm a fan. I love both of them kids, bro. But yeah. I'm starting to maybe because I talk to you two that much. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Because now I'm starting to. I'm starting to appreciate the little things that other dudes do. I don't want to see Obi Toppin in the game. I don't want to see him. I'm good. I want to win but, the game. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I was looking at the Pelicans um roster, man. The, the, the all their bench guys, they might have the, the worst bench in all of the NBA, man. If they if they had a couple key players, they would be a really good team. They just need somebody to come in to help out um the, the guys. But anyway, that's not my team. But um, you know, uh, you know, the 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 point I'm trying to make with that is that um what what we what were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know, Obi Toppin or whatever. Obi Toppin's yeah. in the same boat as, as some of those guys on the on the bench, or whatever. So I mean, like, if um if we want to win basketball games, you just can't play them because they're just not ready. Um, they got some point guards on that on that roster. Um, Kieran Lewis, a couple of those guys. They're not going to be good this year. They're going to be good next year. Obi's in the same. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. He was invisible this game. Completely he was, invisible. He was invisible. Now let me give you his excuse because I, I watched the whole game, and, and you did too. Right. Why the hell is Lonzo playing off ball to Eric Bledsoe? Evil? Is it? Do they want him to just come to the Knicks? Like they're just begging us to get him. Something? Yeah, I, I was. I was kind of leading it, leading into that. Yo, um, um, Eric Bledsoe is like the Alfred Payton on on the, on the Pelicans. And I, yo, I, yo, tell you, tell you the truth. Even though Bledsoe had a good game today, I'd rather have Alfred Payton than Eric Bledsoe, man. I agree with you, yo. Yeah. You know, Eric, Eric Blesso used to be strong. He used to be like a like a decent scorer, but that those days are over. He's basically, you know, dwindling on, on his career now. Um, Alfred Payton is not that guy, but every once in a while, Alfred Payton can get a 22-point game every once in a while too, man. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather have the guy that we have, man. But, the, you know, back to um, Alonzo Ball, um, you know, you know, I, I just don't see nothing in, in his game that, that, that strikes me as, as somebody that's going to get me a win, you know, or, or like he's going to like, oh, oh, Lonzo's in the game. Oh, shit. You know, some something crazy about to happen. He's just like, you know, even though he's playing off the ball, the ball still comes back to him. He still has skills, so he still has to make decisions and stuff. Like like with Obi, like Obi comes in the game, he gets the ball, and then like he, he settles for threes. He's always pointing at the sky for somebody to throw him an alley oop. You know, aside from from um just getting the ball in the alley oop and making a three when he shoots it, he's got to get himself into spots that that that's, that that he could be successful in. He doesn't have to just stick with with the game plan. The game plan is just that as a basketball player, but, but I mean like as a team thing. But as a basketball player, you got to be able to improvise and and get your shit off. You know what I'm saying? You can't just worry about, "Oh man, they're not passing me the ball." If they're not passing you the ball, fam, go get that shit. You know what I'm saying? If they give you the ball, take a look. If it ain't working, bam, hit that hit that lane and let's let's make something happen. You but know? The, the issue with Obi is he never what is the next with number no, number eight overall picks, bro? Because I don't know. We had a lot of them the last this guy, Obi. What? Like he does? I don't know if it's just the Frank Nilakina syndrome, where like he just get the ball and he don't look to score. Like he's looking to hand the ball off. Bro, be aggressive. Like it was times where he got the ball today. And he's shooting threes, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, bro, pump fake. And go to the basket strong, bro. Do what I you need to do what I seen you do at Dayton. I don't give a damn about if Thibodeau's using you and uh, not properly. Like, I, I don't know what it is, bro. Like, Obi is just he's just not cutting it for me right now. Like, I don't I don't know yeah. if I gotta wait. And and I, I'm I'm gonna say this to you now, and I wanted to see how you feel about this, but I had patience with Frank Nilakina. Because Frank was an 18 year old kid coming from France, not from America. I don't have that same level of patience with Obi Toppin because he's from Brooklyn and he's 23. It's kind of odd, you know. Somebody that's 23, you kind of you kind of know, you know, where your where your 
you know, this, this is an uncut podcast, man. So we curse a lot. So you know, you know where to put it. You know what hole to stick it in when you're 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? And you know when to take it out. At that point, you know what I'm saying. So at this, when 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 you're playing basketball, it shouldn't be like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? You've been on this earth for a long time, man. But you know, it's it's um, you know, Obi Toppin's um, uh, situation is um unique because um he's just a late bloomer, man. So you know, I, I just think that everything that's going wrong with him now, I bet you next year. When he comes in right, uh, after, you know, for, for training camp, if we have a summer league and that type of thing, I think we're going to see a whole different Obi Toppin um, next year. But he, the next year is not now. now. Now he's just not ready for it. Wait, hold on. Did I hear that correctly from you? Did you just say to me that Obi Toppin is a late bloomer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to be nice, man. He's, he's a good kid, man. He, got, he comes from a good family and stuff like that, man. So I don't want to go as, as hard as I've gone at Frank all over the years, man. You know what I'm saying? But... No, I think I think it's just not his time yet, man. So uh, I'm not trying to trade him yet or nothing, but I mean we just keep him on the bench. And then next year, I'm expecting next year for him to really like pop off. Cause like, like when he came into college, he wasn't really that 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 good when he first came in. And then like his um, what is it? What was his third year in college? Junior year, yeah, he, yeah, he junior year. And then yeah, he, he then he played, yeah, yeah. So that 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 um that junior year, he exploded into like this big megastar now. And like this, even just two years prior or in the the previous team, he wasn't even playing all that all that good, man. He's totally night and day from those two do um seasons. So I, I see him um, doing basically the same thing, just um getting an NBA trainer, you know. Um, and he's gonna he, he's, he strikes me as a guy same like RJ. They just driven, you know, what I'm saying driven to get better. So you know, I'm I'm anticipating him having a, a nice jump next year, but you know, yo, I I, I would love. And, and this is just for me personally, like, I would love for Kevin Knox and Obi Toppin, I would love for both of them to have critical roles on this team next season, Evil. But, you know, it comes to a point where, how can I put this? R.J. Barrett puts the Knicks in a tough conundrum, Evil. And I'm a, let, let me explain this to you, right? You know, I'm looking at R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett by the quarter stats, he's looking like a closer right now. In the fourth quarter, his free throw his free throw weight goes up to 1.3. His free throw percentage goes up to 80%. His usage rate goes up to 25%. His three-point percentage goes up to 42%. And his field goal percentage goes up to 47%. I love Knox and Obi. But it's going to come to a point where we got to improve this team. And... It's looking like R.J. Barrett is going to be – he's going to be so good that he might force the Knicks to make a trade for another All-Star. And if Julius Randle is going to stay, and I feel like we should talk about that before we even get to the R.J. Barrett topic. I just wanted to talk to tell, talk to the people about R.J. Barrett being clutch and him being a closer. But Randle's about to be an All-NBA team member. Ebro, what you paying, Randle? Are you paying him? Are you extending him this summer? Are you extending him next season? Because if he makes the All NBA, that contract going up to thirty four million. As it should though. As it should though. Right. What the hell are we gonna do with this Obi thing and and Knox and and and, because? Well, my my thing is you know start starting with with Julius Randle. Like I I feel like he's already on the contract so. Um, you know, we we um this, this is the thing. You got to have a conversation with the guys. 
uh, up until this point, the Knicks don't have conversation. They were saying Jeff Hornacek, as soon as the practice was over, he he was already in his Uber, you know, and out before anybody could, could change their, you know, anybody could take a shower. He's already in his fucking Uber. You know what I'm saying? He's, that was, that was Jeff Hornacek, though. Yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, yeah. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Hornacek. My bad. Yeah, but, you know, he was out. He wasn't trying to talk to nobody. He had office hours, and that was it. Don't call me. He turned his phone off and all that, man. So it's a, even Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson wasn't having no conversations with Melo about nothing that was happening. So, I mean, this is different. We got, um, you know, uh, uh, Leon Rose, and we got World Wide West. So these guys are having conversations. So I'm, I'm quite sure they had a conversation with Julius already about, about the offseason. So in my opinion, how I will approach it is that he's already under contract. So um, say, listen, we, we're going to get you next season, but you need help. Um, we're going to have to put your contract extension on hold because we need to spend money to get you some some help here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these different guys. That, that, that's why, like, say, like Frank Nilakina, it, it really it really depends on what the market gives him, man. But you know, a lot of the, a lot of these different guys, we, we're gonna we're gonna have to hold off on, especially ones that need the um. In the extension or maybe like an upgraded salary, we kind of need to wait a little bit because um, we have to try to get that player, you know, here that's gonna that's gonna help the the situation, whoever that is. I you know that that's somebody we have to locate. It's tough because, like we all like we always say this, bro. Like it's no superstar free agent free agency. We're not getting Kawhi Leonard, so I never want to talk to you about Kawhi Leonard. And after that, it's like, do you want to give Kelly Oubre fifteen million? Hell no. Do you want to pay Otto Porter? Hell no. Do you mind giving Kyle Lowry a two-year, $50 million contract with a team option for his second year? Eh, I don't really know. Um, Do you want to bring back Alec Burks? Burks is going to guarantee a championship contender is going to offer him $10 million this offseason. Three years minimum. Three years minimum. But he's a little old, though. He's like 31. Now he's so, he's thirty. No, he's yeah. twenty nine going on thirty. But that doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. You see his production, you can I wouldn't even be surprised if the Knicks resign Burks. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you know, why not? Because I mean, like it like you know, right now he's kind of like playing above his head a little bit. You know, even though he's playing well it, it's sometimes, but he's kind of playing above his head. But like like let's say, you know, if we do get that guy, you know, so if we make a trade or some whatever, you know, to sign this 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 next um Guy, you know, having having a guy like Alec Burke just in, on the bench is definitely going to help out, man. We 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 still have to um have to keep some kind of continuity. Let's say like um, Reggie Bullock, you know, we got to keep Reggie Bullock. You know, even though even though we upgrade his spot, we got to keep him. We can't we can't let that guy go. He's a sniper and he plays great. He plays great defense, man. You know, he, he locked down Brandon Ingram, bro. He did. He did. I I go lie. They locked down Ingram. They locked Zion. They, they locked Zion down. Zion had like two points at half or something. Some crazy. Like I, shout out to Reggie Bullock. Shout out to Reggie. I was killing Reggie Bullock last month. Salute to that man. We definitely need to resign Bullock. Definitely need to resign Taj Gibson. Definitely need to resign Derrick Rose. Cause I seen him post. I think Isaiah Thomas put this post up on on Instagram. Not the Isaiah Thomas that came at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he basically said. You know, excuse my French, but you're not gonna win shit in the NBA or in the playoffs without vets. We oui, oui. doesn't matter. You're not gonna win shit. So it's like we got these dudes, resign them. Hey, offer Frank a, a three-year, fifteen million dollar deal. He don't need much money. Offer Bullock a two-year, twelve million dollar deal. 
Like, 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 keep it together. Like, keep the foundation together. Like, those are the type of guys, like, I want to see here long term. So, when R.J. Barrett or the, or the guys who do, hopefully, if you win a championship, they could say, yeah, yo, Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, man, without those guys, man, we, we wouldn't be here. Like, I, I want to see that in the future. Like, that's stuff that I want to see, so. I, I, I'm good with the vets right now, bro. I, yeah, shout, shout out to Sincere the Genius, man. Nerlens Noel is playing his ass off, man. Oh. He, he almost lost his life today when, when he, um, who was that? Was it Brandon Ingram? Who, who did he block today? Ingram. Um, damn, he was hurt twice today. He blocked yeah. Ingram. Yo, he's playing hurt, man. He's playing hurt. You know, he's definitely he's definitely got something going on with his hip. He's definitely got something going on with his shoulder. Because I remember when he tweaked both. His lower back, he popped his lower back. Excuse me. His lower back a couple games back, too. You know what I'm saying? So he's like risking um, you know, his his career um playing for these Knicks, man. So he he definitely earns a spot too. So um, you know, the Knicks with well, the Knicks got like 60 something million, you know, the, the final number we'll, we'll we'll know a little bit later. But 60 something million, right 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 off the bat, you got to start um dropping um, you know, some some bags on these guys, man. But um you got to be careful of, of what we paid him, man, because Nerner's Noel, he's only getting paid 5 million, man. That is crazy to me. 5 million dollars for for um for um Noel. So, I mean, he might get a boost to eight, you know, or I, whatever. I think he'll get more than that. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, team? yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe since we're playing so well and he loves, he loves playing here. That's the thing. These guys genuinely love playing for each other. So that, that's, that's a positive, man. So he might stay here for, for, you know, a discount because quote unquote, that's what, um, you know, uh, Rivers did, you know, he came, he came here for, cause there was so many people trying to get me, man. But I said, Hey, I'm going to go to the Knicks. Like, yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah. You know, he, he loves to talk, man. I, that dude, that dude's got a mouth on him, but you know, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure there's gotta be conversations that listen, we got something good going on here. Listen, you're going to get, um, you, um, I know everybody wants to bag now, but listen, we got something popping here. We got big money to spend. Like if, if we can't get that guy, we'll pay you this year. You know what I'm saying? But we still got to keep that flexibility just in case somebody pops open, you know? Yo, Pop it, free, yeah. like, it, it, it feels like Nerland's been in the NBA forever. He was a part of the Sixers team for people who didn't know. The Sam Hankey tank special. He was a part of that. And right now he's 26, making what is he making? Five million, you said six million? I think five million dollars, man. Five, yep, five million dollars. This man is first in the NBA in defensive plus minus. He's second in the NBA in block percentage. Third best in he's on the second best defensive team in the NBA while earning $5 million. Nerlens Noel earned himself a spot on the all-NBA second defensive team. Him and R.J. Barrett. And I need to see, if they don't even make it, I need to see them get votes. It's no way you have a team that's top five in defense and you don't. we don't get nobody on the all-defensive team. Yeah, and the greatest um, defensive player in the history of basketball is not even playing. Frank Nielakina, you know what I'm saying? And we got yo shout out to Reggie Bullock, like, <laughs> like was, shout out to Reggie Bullock, like you said, um, Nernus Noel, uh, you know R.J. Barrett. All these guys deserve consideration. If not the first team, absolutely the, the um the the second team because uh, people you know I, I like when they when they say oh the Knicks are first 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 and then third you know whatever whatever we are the best defensive team in the NBA. Yes, you know, and, and we don't have no names on the team. You know, we don't have like superior talent or anything like that. Anybody that's that's getting paid a lot of money. We have a ragtag group of guys, whatever, that are playing hard for each other, and uh, and kicking ass, man. We we're winning games because of these guys. Yeah, yeah, right, yo. 
and Reggie Bullock, he just always puts out the great tweets. He put he he just put out a tweet about um Theo Benson. And I want to say this to Nick fans, right? I, I heard your your cheap shot against Frank Nilakina. It's all cool, it's all gravy. But <laughs> the Knicks are winning right now because of one through fifteen. It's not because it's just Reggie Bullock defense, not because it's just Julius Randle having these crazy games. The bench helps too. Yeah. I appreciate that Reggie Bullock um puts out a tweet and he talks about long-term deal for Theo Pinson, one of the dopest teammates ever on the sideline, and that don't go uncounted for. Peace and love game. You can't just tra- you can't just trade this team, bro. You can't just break this team up, bro. You cannot yeah. do that, yo. I'm I don't know if they I love Zach Levine, bro. I love Donovan Mitchell, bro. Like I'm I'm not breaking this team up with no major trade. Now, I would consider it if it's certain type of players, but we need to see. I, I need to see what they do with the with the cash space this summer. And also draft night. Can I ask you a question, matter of fact, now that's on my head? Yeah. Do you think the Knicks is going to have three goddamn rookies walk on this roster draft night? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I think I think the Knicks are gonna show up to um to um draft night in, in like trench coats, man. You know, with like the hammers and in they thing. They're gonna be like, they're gonna be trying to they're gonna be trying to wheel and deal. They're gonna try to they're gonna try to do everything they can to grab somebody draft night, man. I don't think it does, doesn't have anything to do with anybody in this draft, you know. But but you never know, man. I think the, I think the Knicks got all bases covered, man. Like, you know, shout out to everybody on on not just on that's just the players. Shout out to all our front office guys. We got a lot of key guys that's doing their job. So if if we can't, if we're gonna zero, we, I'm, I'm quite sure we got a like a like a you know like a, a billboard with guys' names on it. If we can't get certain guys, Plan B, Plan C, Plan Z is gonna come go into effect, man. So you know you know we'll, we'll see, we'll see. We we might end up drafting guys and just having them on the bench, replacing some of the guys that we have at the bottom. You know, but but I think I think the um the key thing is really to show up show up shooting like like um you know gunslinging on draft night trying to get somebody or some a few people you know yeah i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind us i would love for us to get a starting point guard i don't want and i don't want to draft a point guard so here's my reasoning for that like and for everybody who's like oh state you crazy you talking you talking some nonsense again Eru, Thibodeau is not and will never, ever, ever start a rookie point guard. So if that's the case, and also think about R.J. Barrett. Do you want R.J. Barrett next to a rookie point guard in his third season after coming back from Team Canada, and we know how them players come back from the World Cup, they all put up career highs? I'm not doing that. That's a waste of R.J. RJ Barrett's time, and that's a waste of my time. So I don't think think we're going to – like I wouldn't mind just drafting a, a point guard, but I got quickly. So just give me a dynamic wing. I, I want a wing. I, I don't care about the point guard position at the moment. Like I got Derrick Rose quickly. I'm on, I'm on a good Nick High right now. I'm not worried about the point guard. But that small forward spot, and this might ruffle a little feathers in the, in the chat room, that center spot. Oh God! Don't start! <laughs> don't start! I'm gonna be getting DMs about the center spot. People love Mitch, man. Yeah. You know, but 
You know, not for nothing. If we had Mitch today, we we would. If we had Mitch today in the game before, we would have blew Pelicans out. Because the only yeah. only only reason why that that um they kept standing games is because um goofy ass um Aquaman is standing there. You're not even boxing out, just standing there with his hands up, and the ball just comes to his hand. You know, yeah. Like, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's the only reason why that, that they were even close. You know, why even was there an overtime and all this other stuff? Because you know, if we had Mitch, it, it would it would have um iced. Oh, Steven Adams, man. Steven Adams is, is not to me, he's not a good player, man. The guy falls on the floor way too much for a big man, you know. Like he's like, I, I mean, I, when I was talking to Andy, man, I, I brought up um Emmanuel uh Moody Eye. Remember how you kept falling on the floor oh, every freaking five Moody minutes? Say, oh, come on, man. Moody fell for everything, never passed the ball, never passed the ball out of a drive. Yeah. His defense stunk. At least Alfred give you defense, right? At least Alfred tries. That's the thing. So, yo, um, I, I was gonna ask you that too. Like, um, I, of course we need to get that upgrade, you know. So, um, you know, would you, would you, would you sign Alfred Payton just to be that third guy? Now, that, like I said, the role is gonna definitely be changed. We, we're probably gonna have roles here, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, keep, you know, you sign Alfred again for one year. He's not gonna get signed for no more than that. He's probably gonna get signed for less than five mil. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know, let's say we say we find, sign him again for five mil. But we we definitely need that 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 key guy. You know what I'm saying? Because long seasons, guys get hurt and shit like that. So um, you're gonna need um, somebody with experience to come in there, and then you know that he's gonna play defense. You know things things like that. So would you would you bring him along? So, <laughs> yeah, the madness I've been saying everywhere these past two weeks. I thought I would never be saying half of these things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, now that I think about it, I would. But in this scenario, this means that Leon Rose basically he do he he basically got us a wing. So that's what I'm assuming in this situation. Like he got us a wing. Um for me, he got I'm gonna just say a name. He probably got us Andrew Wiggins or somebody like that, or he traded for a wing, you know, a young wing. And in that scenario, and then we don't sign another point guard. Hey, be my guest. Bring Alfred back. What what what, what he gonna do? He ain't gonna hurt us. But at the same time, right? I I think Alfred would get a better opportunity on another team because De we know Derrick Rose is coming back, right? Yeah. We know quickly he's coming back, right? And I got a factor in the draft pick, so I know one of those draft picks might be a. Guard, regardless if I don't view the point guard position as a position of need at the moment, we're going to draft a guard. It's going to be too cluttered for Alfred, honestly. That's that's why, low-key, I'm kind of happy that Thibodeau moved Frank Nilekina from that point guard spot. So he could – Frank has a future on the team, but it, it was never going to be at point guard. It, it took me about a couple of years to, to let it sink in, but now it's like, okay, now I'm good. But for sure. Sign, sign Alfred if, if you give me a good wing. Sign. Well, you know, it is another thing to say, like Frank Nilekina, you know, or whatever. Um, he, he's a free agent too. So let, let's say a team offers him ten million dollars, you know, based off of, of, of his reputation. We can, we can't pay we can't pay him that much. I don't think, man, because we because we don't have the starter yet. You know what I'm saying? So why would we pay a guy that's not in the rotation? You get what I'm saying? So if it came if it came down to that, I would rather just just um, throw the minimum at Alfred and keep him around. Rather than going overboard, paying paying Franklin Lakina to do the same thing. Ooh, this a this is a tough subject for me because it's like I understand what you're saying. You're not wrong. You you definitely not wrong. But at the same time, you want con continuity. All the numbers say Alfred is 
is disgusting next to RJ Barrett. Right. And yeah, it doesn't make sense to have them together. That's why you need that starter. Yeah. So, so yo, it's yo, Eru, this is a tough subject because it's like my heart say, yo, keep Frank the hell with Alfred. But the basketball intellect in me, yo, you gotta, you gotta take Alfred over Frank. If you, if you're trying to win something, you gotta take the play that you know is going to give you something. Like, I know what Frank is gonna do. But he's not consistent enough at it. Like he gave me three straight points, right? A double digit game, double digit points. Then the dude, the next two games, give me zero points. Like, like come on, dog. Like, yeah. come on, dog. So Well, yeah, a string, you know, you know, Frank had a string of games where he was on his nut. But not it's not just all about points though. Like he won't get no rebounds, no anything else either, man. But you know, well, uh he'll I, defend I'm his sure. ass off. He'll defend, but that, that's about it. Yeah, the um, the refs seem seem to be picking on him too, man. Like the um, the last few games, like he played today, and they made a couple bullshit calls. On, like um, like he went up or whatever on one one play, and no, Ingram. another play against Ingram, right? And there was another yeah, play yeah. Where, where he jumped up to to um to block, and and um he didn't even make contact with him. They called it. They called a foul. Man. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of picking on Frank a little bit, you know. But but he he does have value, man. I'm looking at um you know these guys here, no Peyton. Uh, he plays terrible when, when the Knicks are on the floor. He plays so terrible. He's been a starting point guard for a team that's in the middle of a packed playoff team, man. So, you know, whatever whatever people say about that, the Knicks are still in the middle of the pack because Alfred Payton is starting. It's not. It's not like if we if we stop playing Alfred Payton, we will all of a sudden be the best team in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? We'll still will be in the same spot that we're in right now. So you know, that's that's the that's the, always the argument with me, man. You know, go ahead. That person who said that comment, right? This is what I'm going to say to them. I, I don't think you hate Alfred Payton more than me, brother. I swear to God, I don't think you do. But at the same time, if Thibodeau could win games with that point guard, imagine what Thibodeau could do with an upgrade at point guard. I can't be mad at Alfred. At, I, can't be, you can, I can't be mad at Alfred. You can't be mad at Alfred. You just gotta be logical about him and and take your emotions out of the out, out of the basketball. Take, yo, dog. He helping us win games, yo. Can't get yeah. mad at Alfred, man. Even but that's that's stuck. the key. That's the key. We need to get that started, though. Um, you know, we play similar to the Pelicans. So Lonzo Ball, if he came here, he's gonna be in the same spot that um that that he was with the Pelicans. You know, he's not gonna be playing on the ball. Julius Randle is, is gonna be playing um with the ball in his hand. I disagree with you. I disagree. I strong. Ooh, I strongly disagree with that. Go ahead. Though. Okay. But what are you disagreeing about though? Because the way the Knicks play, we don't play with the with the point guard running the offense that much. You know what I'm saying? So 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 boom. At the start, at the beginning of the season, we was playing through Alfred, from what I remember. And then Thibodeau started allowing Julius Randle to run the offense. I feel that it just this is just for me. Thibodeau realized this. And now he's allowing Randall to be more of the point guard facilitator than Alfred. So if let's say if Lonzo comes down to our team, then remember I told you earlier, Stan, Stan Van Gundy's using him wrong, bro. He's using him wrong. Yeah, he Lonzo is. needs to play on ball, bro. He needs to play on ball. He was better under Alvin Gentry than Stan Van Gundy. He was way better. Right. But um, you know, I also did a pack comparing um Alfred to Lonzo. Um, when Alfred um Alfred Alfred needs to play on the ball too in pick and roll situations and stuff. He plays way better when when he's doing pick and roll stuff. You know, the Knicks don't do that. The Knicks don't run that type of offense. So that's the thing. If we bring in Lonzo, we're gonna have to change everything that we that we got us to this point. 
You know what I'm saying? So that that's something to, to, to really think about when, when we talk about um upgrading that that point guard spot. And just um just the, the uh, I'm gonna touch on some some of these things that you're saying here. Yeah, um, listen, uh, you know, I see what you're saying there. You know, um, Kuli, um, shout out to you. You was on the on the pod earlier today. I see what you're saying there, but um, here's the thing. Um, uh, Alfred is terrible. You know what I'm saying? He's terrible. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> we know that. You know what I'm saying? He is terrible. So if if we if we resign him, it's the same thing like Theo Pinson. Theo Pence is not giving us nothing on the court. But the key thing is, right, having the guy in there that's familiar with everything, uh, a great teammate, somebody, you know, Thibodeau always um, praises him for um, for his leadership ability. You know what I'm saying? So him being a professional, you know, somebody that's always ready, somebody that's physical, um, Theo Pinson it keeps the locker room light and stuff like that. Even Frank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina is not playing, but I'm quite sure in practice, since he plays defense, he's helping the guys get better anyway. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So – that, that's the thing. If, if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna um, run with um, with um, Frank, that's I'm fine with that. But we can't keep Alfred. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna keep Frank, but you know, the, Alfred gets the um, gets the little little thing for me because of the leadership ability. Frank is not leading nobody, man. Nah, he's that's, not. That's, 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 nah, he's not yeah. there yet. Frank ain't Frank. Frank. Not but but there but when is he gonna get there? You know what I'm saying? When is he gonna become that leader? I know there's a language barrier and shit like that. But I mean, but but he knows how to how to shop at, at um you know wherever he be shopping at he knows how to how to get fresh, so you know. So so Daha, I think I think you got to look at it from this standpoint, right? Like the, yeah. like think about it from like a Tib standpoint. Thibodeau don't name team captains because Thibodeau is the captain. <laughs> you yeah. know what? So it, it's not a leader, right? It's a bunch of leaders, and I like that team dynamic. So. Yeah. I think just for you and just for everybody, I think that what y'all need to do when y'all look at Frank Nilakina is lower the bar. And I think you would appreciate him more. I, yeah. I, I think that's what I got to say to you and other people. Just lower your bar on Frank. Stop putting out tweets that Frank is the best defender in the NBA, this garbage. Like, stop, stop that. Lower your bar on him. And yeah. you will appreciate him more. That, that that's that's all I'm gonna say to that. And Frank, I would pay Frank five six million before I pay Alfred Payne. I'm, yeah. I'm being honest. I'm, I'm being honest with you. That's yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that too, man. But I, I'm just saying, like, if 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 that number gets crazy, let's say let's say a team decides they they need him for for their team, whatever, mm -hmm. and they and they throw you know more than 10, 10 and more. I'm like, oh, nah, you know, hey Frank, he see you later, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, he's not alone. Mitchell Robinson, right? I'm and people not gonna like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying him a dime more than 10 million, Eru. I don't care what nobody say. I'm not paying him more than 10 million. I agree he with that too. Three years, 30 million. You don't want that? Kick rocks. Absolutely, because I mean, you know, for what he does, I like we needed him today. You know, I like I give him his props. We needed him today. But what he does can be found somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like Nerlens Noel is holding down the four. Todd Gibbs is holding down the four. Um, with you got you gotta trust the, um, the Knicks' ability to find that that guy. So I mean, there's there's plenty of, of um, um people in, in the NBA that can do that stuff. We got a guy, um, you know, uh, Pell, um, you know, the the crackhead that we picked yeah, up yeah, the, other, the other day. Yeah. You know, yeah, Pele. I call him Pele. You know, I think it's I I don't know what is how to pronounce his name, but you know, I joke around. I call him a crackhead and stuff like that. But but yo, he's fucking jacked. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy that that, that yeah, we got him on in the range. He's crazy. He's a crazy looking dude, man. But you know, we could stick him in there, and he can he could possibly um do something for us. Or you could there's there's plenty of other other guys that 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 um rebound, play defense, and um and set better you know set picks and stuff like that. Mitch Robinson is good. 
You know what I'm saying? But we got to be careful paying these guys if we don't have that next guy. We we need we need a wing, like you like you said. We need that wing, and we definitely need that that our starting point guard that's gonna that's gonna be able to um not only play defense because we got defense locked down. We need somebody that that can that can hit that hit some jump shots, score a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So before we start throwing the bag at, at our centers. And um and, and point guards that that then they're not really going to be getting a lot of minutes. We really got to focus on or key on these guys that's going to fill in these spots to make us better, man. Because we are right fucking there, man. We are right there, you know. Um, not not necessarily to be championship championship contenders, but right now we we in a fourth seed. If we if we get the the pieces that we need, then why can't we talk about being um um you know um championship contenders? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And yo, it's it's beautiful to see because. It's the ceiling on this current Nick Rossler. And first of all, huge shout-outs to Phil Jackson. Huge shout-outs to, shout to Steve Mills and Phil Jackson. Um, Without their, without their sins, we wouldn't be here today talking about this, bro. We wouldn't be here today. I remember when Phil Jackson said, Porzingis is Sean Bradley. And I cursed out my TV screen. I remember when Phil Jackson traded Carmelo Anthony on live TV. I remember when Steve Mills, <laughs> we was two and eight, and he stood up and had Scott Perry in a press conference, bro. Like, I remember this stuff. So this is amazing to watch, bro. This, this whole season has been beautiful, bro. Like, I, I don't even know what to say, bro. I, so the Knicks are, the Knicks are putting out a master class right now. You know, masterclass of, of of how of how you um um finally because I mean we we've been bad for twenty years, bro. You know what I'm saying? We tried everything. You know, we we had we had John Donnie Walsh came in here. We had a good run, but they put him in the, they put him in a wheelchair, bro. He came in he came in the door walking through the door, and by the time oh, Donnie Walsh was done with his Knicks career, the motherfucker was in a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we almost killed Donnie Walsh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we 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 destroyed so many coaches' careers. You know uh. Uh, Phil Jackson is emasculated. You know, one of the the winningest uh, professional basketball coach out there. 11, 11 NBA championships. You know, he got CBA championships. He got two championships as a player. And he got all these championships. And he played. He was the um the the president of the Knicks for what two three years. And his career is done. You know what I'm saying? He's in 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 Wyoming or wherever he is. You know, wherever he is uh, on a farm, and he can't leave the farm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants, no cares what he got to say. But I give I give Phil Jackson this though he did kick um, James Dolan out of the uh, out of the mix. He was the one that said, "Listen, Dolan, stop stop interfering." Yes. And since then he hasn't been interfering. Nope. And yo, and, and, and think about it like this, right? Even from the like, even from the Phil Jackson era, the main thing he did he did not trade any of our future first round picks, which yeah. led us to. R.J. Barrett, and R.J. Barrett, his last couple of games, is averaging 20 and 5 on 50%. Oh, wait, that's not even 50%. He's averaging 21, 61% from the field, 70% from three, and 80% from the free throw line. This goddamn kid, bro. Yeah, thank God, man. Thank God we got him. Yeah, thank But we wouldn't have him if we did not draft Frank Nilakina. So can you please stop killing Frank Nilakina, please? <laughs> I give it to you. I give it to you. Can you please stop killing Kevin Knox? Thank you. Yeah, it's it's kind of a waste of time to 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 kill those guys, man. Because I mean, 
you know, they're, they're not good. They, those guys, you know, they, they, you know, they may or may not be a part of um, this championship run once we finally get Because that's the thing. We just got to get that guy, man. We just got to definitely just get that guy. And then, then, then we can start talking about those guys again, you know? This guy. This guy that we're talking about. Like, we keep saying this guy. Yeah. Who's the guy? Like, like no, no. This, this, this sounds like Bible study and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first part. Yeah. What position is the guy going to play? So we already established small forward. So we want a small forward. Yeah, some kind of swingman. Definitely some kind of swingman. Well, all right, boom. So we want a small forward. Mm -hmm. So now we got to think, who is the guy that is probably most attainable within the next two years? Bro, next year, it, it, uh, two years. I, th I think I think we, we got to do that next year, because you know it, it's the um it's the window. You know we got Julius Randle. We got to pay Julius Randle not this year. We got to pay him next year. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna get that guy, we need to get him now because we got we got the bread and stuff in place for for um to get that guy. So I think I think we need to we need to definitely make that move and get somebody next year. Absolutely. So it's only I, Zach Levine. I don't really want Zach Levine. Um, yeah. Bradley Bill, I don't really want Bradley Bill. Cause yeah. those are two guys. Don't get me wrong, they're prolific scorers, but they're not Thibodeau guys. Like when 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 I look at a Thibodeau basketball player, I'm thinking gritty, kind of tall a little bit. Because Thibodeau like big guards. He's never gonna play Jared Harper. So people, please stop screaming for Jared <laughs> Harper. Man. Yeah, um, I feel bad for him. No, nah, don't feel bad. He's getting millions of dollars. This shit all stop it, Eru. Stop. Um, they're not Thibodeau guys to me. A Thibodeau guy, in my opinion, is a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't Devin Booker don't strike me as a Thibodeau guy either. It, it, it's not a lot of wings that I can sit here and say, "Well, let's go get that guy." Let me throw this back at you though, since we're talking about swingmen. And I've been saying this the past, like, I think this idea came to my head about, like, four or five days ago. But, um, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man, but th this is Hoops Hype. They, they, um, they do, like, a ranking thing where uh -huh. they rank um, certain players or whatever. So, um, you know. Kawhi. Yeah, 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 you, you want to you continue your point or you want to you get nah, into this? Nah, I could go, I could roll with this. Kawhi would be a help. Kawhi is, like, the. He's like like the dream teammate I would want for RJ Barrett. Like it, it it's Kawhi Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he, Kawhi he, loved Tibbs though. That's the thing. He he's quirky, man. He got his own training room and shit like that. He, he needs to, you know, he makes the team wait for him to show up, you know, to get on the planes. Little dumb shit like that, you know. You know what I'm saying? So that's like like I said before, there gotta be a conversation before we we do anything like that to give him any money. We gotta have a conversation. Let him know. Say, listen, this is how we do things. Do you want to be involved in this? We're not doing none of that bullshit to, to, to make you happy. We're doing something here. Do you want to play with us? You know what I'm saying? That's we gotta be on it like that, man. And and, and you wanna know what's so crazy? Like before I say before I say the scenario, um if let, let's say we do could get Kawhi. I know earlier I said I don't want to talk about Kawhi, but let, let, let me put out a hypothetical, right? You know, let's say we do get Kawhi. Um it would behoove the Knicks to offer Kyle Lowry whatever money they have left to offer him a contract and bring those two to the Knicks. Um, I think Kawhi would 
Kawhi would easily elevate Julius Randle to MVP status. Easily. Easily. Then you got another guy you could you got another number one option you could run the offense through. And you got RJ Barrett and Kawhi Leonard, who's two wingmen. I would love for them to come to, to, to come here. But let me give you another name before I give you the guy that I, I think the Knicks should trade for. Carmelo Anthony. I know yep. you're gonna he's gonna come home this this offseason and next offseason. So, so yeah, but we have we have a hole in the backup um backup power four spot that he he can he can slide right up in there. You funny because Obi plays the backup power forward. So what you trying to say? That's that's <laughs> the that's the conundrum, man. So, but that's that yo whether or not we sign whoever we sign, if Obi wants to be the guy, it don't matter who who's here. You know what I'm saying? If you want that spot, you got to take it, fam. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's why I get mad at knocking these guys because um you know people were were, were were um talking about um. You know, twin. I always forget his forget his name. Marcus Marcus uh, Morris when Mook. he got here. Yeah, Mook. Like how we how we um hindered uh you know uh you know Knox's um thing. But he's not here anymore. No so once once he wasn't here anymore, this is your team now, Knox. You know what I'm saying? So what stopped? Or what Reggie Bullock is the one that kept him off the bench. At, at some point, you got to be like, yo, I put in the work. You know, this is what I want for myself. I'm gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? That you have to figure out why is Reggie Bullock playing over me. You know what I'm saying? Why did he keep looking for other uh, other other players to come here to take my spot? Because mm -hmm. if we need a swingman, we got we got fucking Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox should be the swingman. That's yo. That is so true. Like I, like I wish I could combine Knox aggressive. I, I wish I could combine the aggressiveness of Alec Burks and his handle with uh Reggie Bullock's defensive intensity and the little things on the court and I and and, and just. Combine that to Kevin Knox because he 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 needs to learn that. Like he it's the little things that Knox needs to learn. Like today, he got beat off the back door cut once again, and he's pointing at Taj Gibson. And Knox is correct. The OG vet was wrong in his rotation. He's correct. But you're wrong too because you at least gotta give some fight. Like you gotta know like somebody's going back door. So do your job and at least prevent that person from trying to go back door. Like it's little stuff like that. that I get annoyed with Kevin Knox. Like even yeah. quickly, like I, I love quickly, but sometimes he don't play like no damn point guard. Yo, he, he you know, quickly played bad today, man. You know, the last few games he's been kind of been playing pretty bad. He, he played all right down the stretch, but up until down the stretch, he, he, he got like a string of games where he hasn't been playing well. I, I you know, Excuse me, I've been drinking soda. I like belting like crazy, but you know, I don't know if it's the rookie wall or whatever. But um, this this you know, or maybe just the scouting report finally um finally came up on on the kid. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, Kevin Knox. You know, somebody mentioned it earlier that that um that, that, that he made that bad that same the play you're talking about that he made that one little bad play and then he just got pulled right away. The reason the reason why he got pulled right away is is the point that you just made is that you know I know Taj was wrong, but it's a simple fact that you're not giving that effort. You're not giving an effort to, to, to do whatever. So how dare you tell Taj that he fucked up? You know what I'm saying? Taj is playing. You're not playing, fam. You know what I'm saying? So you you the one that, that needs to that needs to step up or whatever. You know, like make the comment, but don't call out Taj on the on the court. Guess what? Beep. Time out. Yo, yo, um, Kevin Ash, go sit next to um, yeah, go sit next to um, you know, Johnny Bryant, man, with, with your with your you know big head, with your big head, you know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to Cash a big head because my mine's is pretty big, man. <laughs> 
But as you can see, I'm on like the second notch. If, if anybody's watching, I'm on like the uh, second notch in my hat and shit. Got a big dude, ass head. My notch be on one. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But Knox is not done though. He's not done. He still got one more season. He's not yeah. done. So I, I I'm not really worried about Knox. But I want to yeah. throw this at you, mm -hmm. and then um, I'm gonna get out of here because. Lord knows I would like to go home and sleep. <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been a rough day, rough couple days for the Knicks, man. Bro, man, it's it, it, I love the Knicks because the Knicks has the Knicks have been giving me life, bro. Like they give me extra energy. Like that's the only reason why I could do overtime today. I, it was a Nick game on. We on a five game winning streak. I said, you know what? Let me go get some extra money for free, man. Might as well. But the last one I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring to you was um Andrew Wiggins. And um I know a lot of people don't like Andrew Wiggins, right? I know a lot of people say Andrew Wiggins is soft and, and this, that, and the third, but I don't care. Um Andrew Wiggins is a top five rated defensive player of the season. He's guarded everybody. Um also, Andrew Wiggins is a part of the NBA's top score, scoring duos. Him and Steph Curry right now is third in the league with 2,487 points together. First, uh, uh, first obviously, is Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. But, and the reason why I would want Andrew Wiggins is because he played on the Thibodeau already. He actually gives a shit about defense now because he's one of the top-ranked best defenders in the NBA. Um... Yo, salute to you too, brother. And like I told you earlier, um, Andrew Wiggins and RJ Barrett is going to be playing on Team Canada, Team Canada this offseason in the World Cup. And they're both going to be playing in that same starting lineup. And they both gonna have chemistry. And RJ Barrett looks up to Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins respects RJ Barrett's game. We wouldn't have to look at Andrew Wiggins as a leader. If you if you understand what I'm saying, like we're we're not looking yeah. at him to lead. We're looking at him to give us 18 points and play great defense. I'm looking at Barrett and Randall as a lead guy. So in my in my scenario, is basically the Timberwolves pick conveys to Golden State, right? So it ends up number five, and you know. Golden State don't want to pay luxury tax. They already lost the most money in the NBA within the past two years. So we're saying, okay, call them up. Yo, give us Andrew Wiggins. Give us the fifth pick. Or let's if they don't get that Timberwolves pick. Give us Andrew Wiggins. Give us your first round pick, right? Um, we'll give you cap. Uh, we'll give you compensation, right? Because now we're having we're helping you avoid luxury tax. We could give you Kevin Knox. We could give you two. We, we could we could give you two first round picks, right? We could swap that if you want. But I know it's a way to. Uh, that's the probably the one of the ways that I would like to see the Knicks upgrade the um, wing position. And I feel like him and Thibodeau is just a match made in heaven. Like him, Thibodeau, and and R.J. Barrett sounds so perfect. It, it it just sounds good to me. But go ahead. Well, you, you you had me when you was going just just for the simple fact you was like Team Canada. You were talking about Team Canada, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I I get I get a, I get a fucking hard on man thinking about that. You know, truthfully, man, because him playing there is the same thing like like um you know uh, Julius Randle going to the All Star team because there's a lot of NBA um players you know that that are going to be on that Team Canada. Team Canada 
when, when you know when they when they show up for the Olympics, they're gonna have a stacked NBA Yo. roster. Woo! You know, you know what I'm saying? If, if everybody shows up to play, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be contending. They're gonna be contending with the with the um with the with the not the NBA with the USA team or whatever. So mm. I mean, you're talking about recruiting and stuff like that. Watch um watch how Wiggins plays with with um with RJ. You know what I'm saying? That 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 makes that makes my mouth water, man. Because let's say let's say if it works and they have those conversations, uh, Wiggins the style of play that he, that he plays, we need to do like that. Getting getting a guy to play defense within the team concept, um, somebody as athletic as him and as long as him, um, you you can get you can you can um cheat a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because because the team is playing good defense, man. So you can you can cheat having a guy like Wiggins on the team. And so I, I like I like where, you, where your thought process process is there, man. Definitely. And it's just it's a little out the box, outside the box, because I know a lot of people not Andrew Wiggins fans. Um, for me personally, I've been watching Andrew Wiggins since high school. I watched him at Kansas, and I loved Wiggins. I loved I loved him coming into the draft. You know, he had a couple down years, but I think I think um him becoming a father this season. He's he's a first he, he's a father now basically. He's Already played for Thibodeau already, and he's on. He's with Golden State. He's with leaders. He's with Steph Curry. So I feel like that experience alone would allow him to come over here, and we would love to accept him from open arms. I would love Wiggins next to RJ Barrett. And yeah, th- well, that's just you, for me. Well, I'm, I'm looking at Cully's point here. I put that there because the the difference between Wiggins and Oubre is the baby. You know what I'm saying? You get the baby here now. All of a sudden, you're a different player. Freaking yes. um um, what's the name? Uh, Ubre, you know that that dude is trying to knock everything down, man, woman, and child. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like a, a like a young shooter out there. He's just sticking his his um his sticking every every hole that they, that he could find, man. You know, doesn't, doesn't matter who they are. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a, that's something else to think about too when, when we're gonna think of, you know like target players that we want to bring into this into this thing. So that's mm-hmm. dope, man. But I want to throw something at you too before you get out of here. Uh, Jabari Parker, did you did you notice him when he played again in Boston? Yes, and you you want to know what's funny about Jabari? I always thought he was a terrible defender, but now he can magically defend when he's on the Boston Celtics. So <laughs> that's just but, funny to me. But you see, that that's the type of guy that we that we could have gotten. You know, right now he he came in here eleven points, whatever. It was a couple of rebounds. Uh, just his energy. He has good energy. If if a rebound comes, he snatches it in the way that Melo used to do that. Uh, if he makes a move, that's why he keeps tearing his ACLs because he jabs, bam, and he like he, he makes really hard cuts you know to the um to the rim and stuff like that that's why he keeps you know breaking his legs and stuff but i mean somebody like like him to put him in there you know you, you can see his value then then you don't play obi no more you spare him and then you know uh, jabari parker is going to be able to come in and give you buckets when you when um when you need it th- th- that guy is going to hit the mid-range jump shots that nobody else in the team can hit you know he's going to hit those corner threes that obi misses all the time and um you can give him the ball and he can actually post up and get buckets for you man so Getting getting him would have been really nice right now down down the stretch, but you know it, it is it is what it is. You can't really cry about getting Jabari not not getting Jabari Parker. But I just want to point it out, you know that he, you know he he actually has value to him, man. We, we probably should have gave him a, a look. Yeah, for sure. But that's all right, man. I mean, I, I like the team. I like the team. I like what we got going on right now. Um, they just need to keep fighting. They need to keep this defensive intensity. And don't get punked. Do the punking. I watched the Knicks punk every oh, man. during this win streak. We punked yeah. everybody. 
That's another thing too. I would like to get another another enforcer. Not another enforcer. The Knicks don't have an enforcer. We're playing great defense without an enforcer. You know what I'm saying? So it, like I think I think we need to get some some um some enforcers in here too, some kind of way, man. It's, you know, we only got but so many roster spots, man. But we just have to be very very savvy on how we get you know you know improve this team, man. You know we we definitely got to double down on the things that we do well. Well, you know, while you know trying to in, you know improve the things that, that we're not good at. No, that's that's a fact, bro. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy we we on this six game winning streak, man. <laughs> Streaking, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy we on the six game winning streak. Let me peel around my hands, though. Yeah, I was just about to shout you out. I got my my, my little bootleg um hand sanitizer here. <laughs> you better do your thing, man. Stay away, stay COVID free. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, man. Yes, man. For sure. Well, yeah, I, I like no. to do it because it feels good, man. Just the alcohol in my hands. I'm like, I'm like, it's like a nervous twitch type of thing. <laughs> Yo, man, I, I'm so happy to be a Nick fan, man. People can't tease me no more. I can't. <laughs> I don't get yeah. random texts no more. I don't get random like. I, last thing before I go. Last thing. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say this to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. I remember the night when the Knicks lost out on the lottery. And we fell to the third pick. That night, I think I was, I, I think I was taking, I was taking a shower, and I was screaming at myself for like twenty minutes straight. And I, like, I'll never forget how I felt that night. And since that day forward, RJ Barrett <laughs> has been spectacular, bro. So I, I'm really happy that we got that kid, man. And Zion Williamson. You see what he said about the Knicks? He'll oh. <laughs> probably be teammates with RJ Barrett within this next decade. We'll see, man. We'll see about that. You know, we, we definitely gonna we if we continue to to keep our, our money right, we should we should be good money, man. You know. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Dog, let me get out of here, man. Let me uh, let me finally get myself together and go home, man. I'm I'm so tired, bro. I'm, yeah, I know, man. God exhausted, man. Yeah, the grown up life is is um is a hard life, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can be kids, you know, and talk shit about about something that's irrelevant like ba NBA basketball and Knicks, you know. So this is this is time to enjoy ourselves and you know, get away from the rat race, you know? Hell, what man, you damn right about that, bro. Cause life right now, I don't know. Whenever the Knicks win, it, it seems like life is too good. Yeah. <laughs> that, Word up. I, what the Oh, all right, man. Evil, I'm out of here, man. I, I'm, I'm tired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Nick Nation, man. Um, Nick's keep winning. Um, keep fighting. Thibodeau, coach of the year. Randall, most improved player of the year. We're riding if we don't get nobody on the all defensive teams. And that's it. That's all I got, bro. I'm out of here, buddy. All right, peace, my brother. Peace, Nick Nation. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All right, so yo, before you guys leave, don't forget to go here to subscribe to um Slizzy's um audio podcast. He's not um doing visuals yet, but you know he, this is the audio stuff. Make sure you go to to those um different things. You can also find Diehard Nick's um podcast on audio too, man. I gotta start putting this the audio um tracks on on there too, so you guys can watch, so you guys can listen to it instead of watching. Anyway, this is Eru out. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking that thumb. Salute, and I see you guys in the next one, guys. Peace. <laughs>